Welcome to the Natural Physique Podcast with your host, Chris Rendell. Please follow along as I share my journey into natural physique development, drawn from over a decade of training, competing and coaching experience, as well as insights from well-respected guests. This podcast will provide you with valuable knowledge to take your physique to the next level. So without further delay, let's get stuck into the episode. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Natural Physique Podcast. And in today's episode, we've got a very special guest along. Uh, Susan has been a big part of my life since, oh, I can't can't remember when, when I was toddler probably. Um, and I, I'm really excited to have her on the podcast today because she has helped me massively throughout my life, but um, in particular as well, this last sort of show season, uh, my first show, I uh, reached out to Susan to give me a little bit of a help with the sort of um, mindset and uh, um, visual, vi- I can never say this word, visualization of uh, kind of stepping on stage and performing at my best. Um, so Susan is a mindset and performance coach, but um, yeah, would you like to give the listeners a little bit of a brief intro into yourself, um, maybe a bit about your business and, and who you look to help. Yeah, hi everybody, it's great to be here. Um, yes, as uh, Chris says, I'm a mindset and performance coach. I'm also a hypnotherapist, and so I have many tools in my toolbox to help people. Um, I am so aware of the human brain being the biggest supercomputer that there is. I know AI has come along and that's something that's building in the background. However, there is nothing that can do what the supercomputer of of the brain can do. And when people come to see me, Um, I often find they either need a little bit of a reboot or they just need a bit of updating of their software. Sometimes they need to upgrade as well Um, because most people are running old programs, limiting beliefs, and quite often a lack of self-worth as well. Um, So, yeah, yeah. uh, with the hypnotherapy, you have just to give you a little bit of background before we start talking so that you you understand where I'm coming from as well. Um, with our brains, we have a conscious mind and an unconscious mind. And so the conscious mind is very literal. Um, it is logical, it is critical. Whereas, and it's the left brain working, whereas the right brain and the unconscious mind, some people call it the subconscious mind, that is very much more emotional, creative. And this is where everything you've ever learned in your life is stored. So all your beliefs, all your past experiences, your values, your ego, everything is all linked to your unconscious mind. Um, And that is the difference because your conscious mind actually only accounts for 10% of your daily activities. It's your unconscious mind running in the background that's doing everything else. So, for example, we are sitting here and you're you're not having to sit and think, oh, I've got to breathe in and out. I've got to pump my blood. I've got to digest my food, everything else. That's all on autopilot. It's all being done for you by your unconscious 
And so is everything else. You know, the unconscious does a lot for you during the day. While you're sleeping, it never switches off. It's always working. At night, it's busy um, reviewing the lessons of the day so that it can take what it needs from that. And it will focus in on everything depending on your beliefs and, and just fitting into your little niche of the world, if you like. Sometimes, um, because the unconscious mind is there specifically to protect you and it believes that it's doing everything for your benefit, but occasionally if you get stuck in an old habit or something that, that no longer serves you, it's there because the unconscious mind thinks it's doing something to help. But in fact, it maybe served a purpose once upon a time and it's no longer necessary. And so when people come to see me, we can work that out and then we can do nice little exercises just to almost like just scramble your brain um, and just change the pathways in your brain. Um, I, I'm worried this is quite a lot of sciencey stuff, but yeah. your unconscious, your mind is um, everything that you do creates a neural pathway in your brain so and it's really exciting to see I mean if, if you're on um TikTok or Instagram these days there are so many studies well this is this comes up on my feed obviously yeah. because of the algorithms but there are you can see all the studies now they've got the technology now that they can do all the scanning of the brain and they can see how these neural pathways work so when you start a new habit how they first reach out and, and join together and merge together. And over time, they get stronger and stronger and stronger. And likewise, with old habits that you're not using anymore when they no longer serve any purpose, you can actually literally take like an eraser and just rub them out and just get rid of them altogether. So it's a really exciting thing to do. Um, and it's and it's a fun thing to do. It's a nice job to have. It's not a job. It's yeah. uh it's a lifestyle, but it's a good thing to do on a daily basis. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, I suppose it kind of comes down to something similar to what I do, just like helping people and, you know, helping someone progress with, with their life uh, as well. And that's um, that's why I get so much joy out of my, my job. And I imagine it's sort of similar to yourself. Absolutely. And, you know, every time I work with somebody, because we are doing nice eyes closed processes or um, just tinkling with the brain, um, I actually get to relax as well. So I get a, I come out with a really good buzz, too, because if somebody else is going into relaxation, I go there with them. So it's great. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I suppose this sort of like the unconscious mind this kind of links in nicely to sort of what I'd like to ask you next on um, self-doubt because I know for myself even you know before I kind of reached out a little bit more I was probably had a little bit of self-doubt going into this season um, and then maybe in previous seasons and I know for a lot of guys and girls stepping on the bodybuilding stage for uh, the first time self-diet self-doubt is perfectly natural and even people who are going through you know a fat loss journey as well um what are some of the sort of strategies you practice to kind of help people with this and sort of tap into that unconscious mind and you know help with their self-doubt and overcome it yeah that's a really great question um I would say that it doesn't matter 
what's what presenting problem somebody comes to me with it all always comes down to two things how do you how do you manage your emotional state and what's stopping you yeah and it's very simple it's nothing more than that um there are so many strategies for dealing with self doubt I mean I, I mentioned neuro linguistic programming as well um I do that too and neuro linguistic program programming sounds a very fancy term but basically neuro how you think linguistic what language you use programming just gives you the results that you want and the other thing with neuro linguistic programming is it's this study of excellence so for example if you study the people in your field that you admire then they've already gone through all these learnings and you can take the learnings from them so you don't have to start from scratch you've already you're already so much further down the road um i think one of the things there's probably three things actually be aware of your self talk yeah because when we do have self doubt there tends to be a lot of internal dialogue going on. Yeah. So being very aware of how you talk to yourself, um, the words that you're actually using, I'm pretty sure I can more or less guess that most people, if somebody else talked to you the way that you talk to yourself, you wouldn't be very happy with it. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's very much aware of, yeah, of how you're presenting yourself every day. Um, be aware of the stories that you're telling yourself, you know, oh, this happened and that means that something else, X, Y, Z. Something happens, it doesn't always have to mean that it's linked to something else, but sometimes our brains will automatically link it and try and make sense of it. Yeah. And they'll go, you know, two and two makes five basically. Um, and then also, what label have you put on yourself? You know, we all we all carry things from our childhood. It's just normal. Um, but for example, if there's been, if you're a child in the family that has been the, maybe the quieter one, um, and every time you get introduced, somebody, one parent will say, "Oh yeah, this is this is Susan. Yeah, she's the quieter one." you can quite often take that label on. Or if you were told at school that you can't draw, or you're not creative, um, or if you can't do maths or whatever it is, you know, it's just being aware that these things may have happened in the past, but the past does not need to equal the future. You know, yeah. it, it could be something very different. Um, the thing is we get what we focus on. So for example, I'm a golfer um, and I'm a member of the local golf course here. And on the first tee of the golf course, um, the learner golfers, I have been one of them, <laughs> yeah. we all have, um, are absolutely terrified on the first tee because the first tee of the golf course is up high. First of all, it's in front of the clubhouse. So everybody's sitting, having something to eat, can look out the window and see you making your first shot. Then it carries on there's a huge bit of sort of gorse and scrub land which is like no man's land and you have to get over that and then but you can't hit it too far or you go further over the back of the the tee because of the green because it's not actually a very long hole 
and there's sea on both sides. So beginners normally stand up and, and go, oh my God, don't put it in the gorse, don't put it in the gorse. And the more experienced golfers will stand up and all they'll see is this sea and they'll be thinking, don't put it in the sea, don't put it in the sea, don't put it in the sea. And of course, what happens? You have then got a laser focus for the gorse and the sea. An interesting fact is that the human brain can't compute negatives. So if you say, don't do something, the human brain has to think about it to not do it. So if I say to you, don't think of a pink elephant, what's the first thing you think of? A pink elephant, yeah. A pink (laughs) elephant, absolutely. Because you have to think of a pink elephant to not think of a pink elephant. So again, this is also being very aware of your language um, and focusing on the positive. So instead of looking at the sea, focusing on the hole, focusing on the green, focusing, doing the perfect shot and getting over. And this is what all the pro sports people do. Um, They all visualize, they all play the game in their mind a million times, do their lifts, whatever they're doing, you know, they will have rehearsed it over and over and over again in their mind. So that by the time you actually come to do it for real, it feels as if you've done it many times before. Yeah. Um, The other thing is the mind does not know the difference between imagination and reality. And that is why when you do the visualization, you really, um, I'm sure you talk about recorded muscle memory with your clients all the time. It's the same thing. It's that whole recorded muscle memory. You've done it many times before. You can do it again. You just stand up to the plate. You do your lift, whatever, and it's done, you know, Um, or you do your pose and you just automatically get back into that pose again. That is, yeah, that's huge. For for a lot of my listeners, I think they're going to take a lot just out of that because I I think um, a lot of people resonate with me with – the fact, you know, if you go into a set of, you know, you're doing a set of squats, let's say, if you think in your head that weight's going to be heavy, I'm not going to manage it. Nine times out of 10, you're not. But if you're like, I'm going to smash this, this is a weight, I'm going to um, I'm going to think in my head what I need to do movement pattern wise before going in. And we say it's kind of, uh, I guess, in the lifting community, we say, you know, being in the set um you know nine times out of ten you go and smash it and um i think that can relate massively to uh you know lifting or or stepping on stage and posing as well yeah absolutely and it's uh again if you're thinking in the positive then you're not thinking of what can go wrong yeah because there's there's a wonderful quote by the american writer mark twain and he said um I've experienced many terrible things in my life and some of them have actually happened. Yeah. And I love that because yeah. we're, we, we can easily create catastrophe all day long if we want to. Yeah. So it's, yeah, you get what you focus on, basically. Where attention goes, your energy flows. That is awesome. I really like that a lot. Um, yeah, I guess one of the big things was, you know, in Dubai, um, we kind of went through a lot of these techniques and you helped me a lot in particular we had a a session together and it's nothing it's something I'm not really focused on in the past you know I've always just focused on the kind of 
getting ready for the show physically i guess and and getting in shape rather than the mindset and that was really the missing link for me to go in dubai yeah I, i came second but it was the most confident i've ever felt on stage and the best um i've ever felt and often in sort of physique sports uh you if you kind of go on with confidence that can mark you um, or score you better on stage as well. So um, I don't know if you can maybe, um, maybe share some of the techniques that we kind of went over a little bit or kind of get into that and and how you help your clients. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it was actually a surprise when I spoke to you because Having been in this field, I mean, I, I trained in neuro-linguistic and programming, uh, programming and hypnotherapy in 2007, and I've always been interested in self-help health books and, and various therapies. So it hadn't occurred to me that you wouldn't have been doing this sort of stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, you know, you just think when somebody is is being coached through anything, you are going to focus on the the mental as well as the physical um and build that sort of resilience and that winning mindset so um but yeah i have to say you were you, you're an amazing student <laughs> oh, because you just took you you just embraced everything we had fun um you just took to it like a duck to water yeah. and uh, I know I've got that photograph of you backstage or wherever it was that you were sitting in Dubai with all that chaos going on around you and you're sitting there with your music plugged in going through all your exercises going through all your meditation <laughs> yeah yeah um and that was wonderful to see yeah. yeah yeah that was very much me I was just sitting down and um it was funny because uh, my friend Tom came along and he was competing with me back in 2021. And he was like, I never seen you so chilled before the, the show. I don't know. if." And I was like, well, I've, I've been doing something a bit different this time. <laughs> um, he was like, yeah, I've never seen you look as confident on the stage as well. So I guess that's a testimonial to, to how well it actually worked as well. Yeah. Um, great. So, um, yeah, um, I think one of the things that really helped me was we we practice sort of a technique and it was like stepping stepping into confidence um and that that has really resonated with me obviously we went through a lot sort of breathing techniques as well but the the stepping yes. into confidence i think that can massively help the the listeners would you be able to maybe give a little bit more detail on that particular yeah sort of absolutely we'll we'll talk about this just now and then we yeah. can we can actually i'll talk you through it a little bit later yeah, on yeah that'd be great um because yes we did we did breathing techniques which um i mean you guys are used to breathing anyway and breathing from your belly and breathing deeply but even yeah. still it's nice to have a technique that you can follow a pattern um the stepping into confidence is very much being able to pull on your own resources, everybody has the answers within them. It's just you can't always find it for yourself. Yeah. And so that's why you get coaches, because coaches help you to bring out those answers from within. Um, and stepping into confidence is a, an NLP technique where basically um, you go back to a time when you felt really good. For example, if we were talking about you, Chris, you yeah. We went back to a time when you felt really good on stage um, and we got you to 
imagine that person standing in front of you. So they're literally standing there with their back to you. Um, and then once you could really feel that they were there, just taking a step forward and stepping into them and just taking on how are they feeling, you know, going back to that time where and making it really big and bright and colorful. So you're running a movie in your mind um, and you've stepped into your body and you just feel that confidence. And and then you ask yourselves, how am I standing? What am I thinking? What am I saying to myself? What is my self-talk? How did I prepare for this? Um, and it's an amazing technique because it, it fires off something within you would you agree it just uh, yeah yeah well you, you just immediately stand taller you have more confidence and the more that you can practice it and it's good to step in and do it and then step back out um and then do it over and over again just to build that up um and the other thing that we did was um i asked you to imagine somebody that you really respected and admired yeah. um and you did that, and we then imagined that, imagined that they were standing in front of you, and you stepped into them, and you actually came back with some really good insights from that. Yeah, yeah. We're then able to take with you to Dubai, and um, yeah, and and just help yourself with your own confidence. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I think as you mentioned, like a lot of these techniques, they do take time to to build up and it's like any sort of skill it, it requires practice and yeah um and kind of you know building over time um how how would someone go about practicing that and and you know um are there any sort of roadblocks i guess you could say in in that sort of practice and uh, anything you can see from your clients and how would you kind of overcome that yeah i think um I mean, the, there's three things. Well, first of all, there are so many online resources um, yeah. available that you can actually go to um, for anyone who's coaching anyone else and actually anybody at all. I would highly recommend that you look for an NLP course, a practitioner course, because I wish that I'd known this in my 20s. Yeah. You know, I what? how different would life have been having all the techniques and all the understanding and the knowledge that I have now. Um, but I think, you know, even that sort of building, I was going to say emotional intelligence, but actually sometimes that doesn't work because emotional emotions aren't always intelligent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I think one of the things that you have to remember is that there's no failure, only feedback. Yeah. So... For example, Thomas Edison, he invented the light bulb, um, but he only invented the light bulb after 10,000 tries. And somebody at some point said to him, well, how does it feel to have failed that many times? And he said, well, I didn't fail. I only found 10,000 ways not to make a light bulb. <laughs> you know, so you've got to remember that it is that you're learning all the time. We're always learning. I mean, 
well, gosh, when we were growing up, I'm assuming that everybody listening to this was a child at some point and a baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, as you learn to walk and as you learn to talk, if you're learning to walk and you fall down, your parents don't go, well, that one's not a walker and just leave you. You know, you persevere and you keep going and you learn how to do things and you you learn to ride your bike and you start with stabilizers and then before you know it, you're away and that's it. And um and so it's just, as you say, it's just practice, lots yeah. and lots of practice. Um, I think another thing that we talked about, actually, Chris, before you went to Dubai again, was um, comparing yourself to others. Yeah. Um, I like to call it com- compare-itis. Yeah. Um, and, and you guys know that an itis is just inflammation, um, but it's also sometimes it can just be an itch that you want to scratch. So... Um, and really, we are only ever in competition with ourselves. We don't have to be in competition with anyone else. So again, you can look at your fellow competitors and you can evaluate them. And just like you did stepping into the to the person that you really value very much, you can actually take anything good from them and bring that into yourself. But at the end of the day, you're only ever in competition with yourself. You're only ever wanting to improve on your last performance. Yeah, huge, massive. Um, and it is, especially in sort of physique sports, it, you know, you are getting compared to others on stage. It can, a lot of people can get into their own head about these things. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, all you are trying to do is be a better version of yourself every time you step on stage and take the lessons that you learn from maybe um you know not winning or not quite achieving what you want to do and and bring that forward to allow you to bring the next the be- next best version of yourself as well yeah and let's face it you learn more by not always coming first exactly yeah um, you know if you always came first you're never going to learn anything um, yeah. we are we learn for the rest of our lives or we should be learning for the rest of our lives you know we should always be looking for for different things to to pick up and different techniques and just adding it to your toolkit and your yeah. so that you can do it um I want to go I was just thinking actually just yeah figured me that um one of your clients that I've been working with um we're going back to techniques again yeah. They um they were having problems actually, and this is back to the visualization things. They were actually having problems seeing themselves do the lift, um, and it was quite interesting that they had done it many times before, and suddenly this mental block had come along, yeah. um, and another one of the techniques that we did and also that I did with you as well, um, was a spinning technique where you take that anxiety that you're feeling and um and so your client your client gave me the absolute gift of language because they said to me I feel the tingling going starting at my um at, at my elbows and I feel it going down my forearms and into my hands and into my fingers and they said and then I know I can't do the lift so again, wow. there's two things there. So they said, I feel this going. And then they decided that that meant that they couldn't do the lift, which was yeah. a load of rubbish anyway. But also um, with 
any kind of emotion or feeling, it it moves all the time. And so that was, um, that told me, and while they were talking, their hands were going down the way and then coming back up as if you were looking at a, um, a big wheel on a fairground. So yeah. you could see that it was spinning in that direction. And that was just intensifying the anxiety each time because the spinning, the emotion just kept going. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we can do um, this is another wee, wee hint, is you can give it a really nice colour, first of all, and then you can spin it in the opposite direction. And if you spin in the opposite direction from the anxiety and actually spin it faster and faster and faster, it's almost like it just washes you over with um, calm, serenity, and just confidence and 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 from one minute being in anxiety to the next minute feeling very confident feeling very in control and just much more calmer that's also an amazing thing that you can do we did we did a bit of that as well and again that sort of helped me in those you know uh lead-ups to the shows where you can when I think it is natural to experience that little bit of anxiety at times. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it helped massively with me as well. Um, I guess uh, what you mentioned there with the sort of tingling sensation and, you know, immediately kind of feeling that and knowing I can't make the lift or making that association, it's kind of like, I guess what you said earlier on with the 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 first toll in Aberdour thinking about the sea and then that's like no yes. I can't do this um, yeah sort of very similar in that sense yeah and actually that was um in that particular session the next day um your client sent me a whatsapp saying well I used the spinning technique um and I bench pressed my personal best the next day so you know <laughs> it, and it was such a it's such a simple thing you don't have to go into complicated things. Sometimes the simplest techniques are the easiest. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you've um you've spoken a little bit about some of the um online courses or online free stuff available because I think a lot of this is super useful for um coaches as well. Obviously, there is a missing link there for coaches, but I think obviously it'd be great if sort of, um, you know, physique coaches could work in collaboration with a a mindset coach, I guess kind of similar to myself when I've got a client I can refer them on to to yourself, you know, when they are struggling with these things. But Mm. if if a coach, you know, a physique coach or a fat loss coach wanted to kind of get a little bit clued up on this sort of stuff to help their clients, where could they go? Where would be the first place for them to look? Well, I can definitely give you some links yeah so that'd be that's great probably, that's probably the best thing to do um yeah it, it's just I think if you bring the mindset practice into your physical practice practice it changes so much more and it just gives you a much wider scope as well um yeah. and I think your coaches would really really benefit from it and really love it um I'm very happy to have a, a chat with any of them too obviously and tell yeah. them what I've done in the past I mean I, I'm still learning you know I every day um 
it's a, as I say, there's so much free stuff out there anyway. And every day there's little vignettes of stuff on TikTok, even I, I have to say I'm a TikTok junkie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love TikTok, I love Instagram. A lot of us are nowadays. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I, I also, um, I'm an assistant to um, the live events and the online events that Paul McKenna does. Yeah. the hypnotherapist um he does a lot of free stuff as well so i can let i can give you all the information for that too that'd be brilliant yeah. um the other thing that i would suggest that everybody um if they get a chance to 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 watch this is there's this wonderful it's a documentary but it's a film as well it's called finding joe and it's on youtube Excellent. and it's the most beautiful film um to really just remind yourself why you're here and just just make you feel really good and, and just yeah. give you that sense of wholeness and completeness and basically the whole thing all the way through is the fact that we're all on what they call a hero's journey so life doesn't go in a linear fashion you know it's not just one straight line it's up and down and it's roundabout and one minute you're up at the top of the next minute you've been dropped from a great height and it's how you handle that along the way and the hero's journey is um is this whole formula that we go through and actually you can see it in all the hollywood movies because all this is the this is the screen uh, this is how they write their scripts. You know, they'll they'll take all these elements and put them together. But you start off in a familiar place and then suddenly something will happen and you're catapulted out of your normal life for whatever reason. Um, and you find yourself on a quest or you're, you're having to do trials or something. You're going through different things. And then you may have to slay some dragons along the way. And then you come into an inner cave where all the learnings are there, but you really have to do some big trials to get into there and get back out. And then once you come back out of that, you come back to your tribe with all your learnings and you pass it on to everybody else. And this is the whole thing, the hero's journey. And we're all doing that. And if you look at any of the films in Hollywood, you know, um, The Matrix, Harry Potter, um, Star Wars, even the Wizard of Oz, it's all the same. They all get pulled out of what they've known, thrown into the unfamiliar, and they have to make sense of it all, and then they all come home in the end. Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, absolutely. It's a wonderful, it's it's so wonderful, um, and it's got a lot of the visionaries of today talking through it and giving their advice and things, and there's some beautiful, beautiful quotes in it as well. So, yeah, Finding Joe on YouTube's a fabulous one too. I'm gonna put all these links down below in the description. So yeah, so anyone listening to this, go and go and um go and watch Finding Joe and also follow some of the other links because um you know this is gonna be really useful. Um so um just if you if you can, Susan, um I, I don't know if we've got time here, but um would you maybe be able to go through a little bit of a, a technique, maybe the I don't know, stepping into confidence and um, just to maybe share with the listeners and um, just so they can maybe get a bit of insight into what you do as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, for, for, it seems funny not to see anybody on a screen. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, if you, 
if you're listening to this and you're able to actually do something at the moment safely, um, not obviously if you're driving or anything yeah, like that. A lot of them will be driving, <laughs> so make sure you're at home. Absolutely. Now, you can either do it physically, you can either stand up and give yourself some space, or you can just be sitting down and just visualizing doing this. It makes no difference. It works exactly the same, because as I said before, the mind doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality. So you can do one or two things. So, But first of all, if you just like to take a deep breath in, and then just relax and just let the breathing out. And just let that calmness wash over you. Now, the first thing we do when we do any exercise is to measure where you are at the moment. So if you're thinking of confidence and how confident you're feeling, you could even think about um, a situation that you've got coming up. Um, don't pick anything too controversial because this isn't therapy. This is just a yeah. demonstration. Um, but yeah, just think of something where you need a little bit of extra confidence for and rate yourself at the moment from zero to 10 with zero having absolutely no confidence whatsoever and 10 you're absolutely bursting with confidence you couldn't be even more any more confident than you are notice that number and just take a note of that and then if you're either sitting or standing as I say it doesn't matter just close your eyes and just imagine a you in front of you that's slightly more confident than you're feeling at the moment. Just look at them. See how they're sitting, see what they're doing. Look at where they are. And then when you're ready, just imagine either standing in to them taking a step into them or sitting, that's it. And just notice how they feel, what their self-talk is, how good they're feeling. And just take that on. And just notice how you're feeling yourself and maybe double that good feeling and double it again. That's it. Now, I want you to go back to a time when you felt really good and really confident. It could have been when you were performing or any time at all that you just felt really good. Go back to that time now and make it really big and bright and colourful and see what you saw hear what you heard and feel how good you felt. That's it. And just see it through your own eyes so you're in that person, you're in that time. And just take all those really good feelings, take them deep inside you. And just store them there because as I said before, 
you store everything you've ever learned, anything that you've ever done. And this is just building up your confidence. And then maybe imagine somebody who you very much admire or it doesn't have to be a sportsman, it doesn't have to be a celebrity, it could be a friend, it could be a family member, um, it could be somebody in your gym. But just imagine that they are in front of you and look at them. And when you can see them, just take a step forward or just imagine going into their body and into them. And when you do that, again, make it really big and bright and colorful and feel everything. So try it on for size. How does it feel to be them? What self-talk have they got going on? What motivational talk are they giving themselves? That's it. Just take any learnings that you can. Just take it down into every nerve, every fiber, every cell of your body, storing that information for future use, building up that confidence, feeling that confidence growing and doubling it and doubling it again and doubling it again. And then take that confidence and take it right down through your body, right down through the floor, into the core of the earth, grounding yourself, and then zoom it back up and out the top of your head, down through your arms, out the fingertips. Just imagine it like electricity crackling, just bringing that confidence and supreme confidence, just building it and building it and building it until you feel really, really good. And just notice what number you're at on the scale of zero to 10 now. And just do everything, bring it up to a nine, bring it up to a nine and a half. And see how good that feels and feel how good that feels. Because you've got this, that's it. And you can do this anytime. And just when you're ready, just open your eyes and come back safely into your everyday life. That is awesome. That. That uh, strategy, um, obviously, you sent me over a vo uh, voice recording, but I use that one in particular for stepping on the stage. And normally, as a physique competitor, there's kind of like an annex of the uh, stage that you line up and queue up in. And I use that right before kind of going on stage and, and performing. And I, I can't express how much that actually helped me um, to, to bring yeah. that confidence. And that's when I said, Tom, Tom said to me, I've never seen you so confident on stage. So like yeah. practicing exactly that. Excellent. And obviously that was a very quick potted yeah. history. <laughs> there you go, guys. Um, I, I, that's a, a little bit of a taste of uh, what Susan does. And like, as I say, it helped me massively 
Um, so um, obviously I'll get to get to where they can find you right at the end. But um, okay. um, do you have any plans, Susie, uh, Susan, for your future work, what you'd like to work on, perhaps some of the people you'd like to work with? Yeah, I am. I'm really enjoying working um, in your field. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm working with golfers as well. Um, I'm really enjoying that because being a golfer myself, it's just nice to be able to put my, bring it all together and put all my passions in the one place. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think just more continuous self-development. You know, I've got some trainings that I'm doing at the moment. So I'm always updating my skills as well because um, there's always new studies coming out and things um, and you know what just have fun I've just moved house um, yeah. so I'm in a I'm in the same area but in a, a new area if, if that makes sense so you know getting to know the local people building up a business locally as well as obviously technology is a wonderful thing you can work with anybody anywhere in the world as you know which is absolutely great but uh it's nice to see people locally as well. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, I usually finish with this question. I know you're not a bodybuilder, Susan, but I'll um I'll kind of do a different take on it. Um, what are just some of your biggest life lessons that you've learned? Yeah, that's a great question. Life lessons. Um oh gosh, one of the main ones, listen to your intuition. You know, your unconscious mind is your inner tutor. It's telling you what to do if you actually just listen to it. Um, and and actually, I, I have quite a few strategies to teach my clients how to talk to their unconscious mind. So if you've got big decisions to make, you can make them easily and effortlessly. Um, things like that. So listen to your intuition. Um, be authentic. Yeah. So one of the actors that I really admire is Sylvester Stallone and um, it's because when he when he wrote the screenplay for Rocky um, he was determined that he wanted to be the main character he had written it for himself to be in the film um, and all the Hollywood agents said no not interested um, he had done a wee bit of acting um he wasn't widely known he had and he because of his looks um he kept getting typecast as a thug in gangster movies so this is all that they saw and they said oh, he speaks funny we can't have him and and he was absolutely broke he had no money whatsoever he and his wife were really really struggling he had to sell his wife's jewelry um and he had a dog called Buckus mm -hmm. um, and he couldn't actually afford to feed his dog. And he ended up selling his dog for $50 to somebody. Um, and he had been given an offer of, I think it was something like $300,000 um, for the screenplay as long as he wasn't in it and he was adamant now bearing in mind he was totally broke but he was adamant that he wasn't going to accept that he was going to hold out until he he found somebody that would actually work with him and um and eventually one of the studios came around and said all right we really really want to make the movie so we'll do it and i think they said but we're not going to pay you we'll just we'll just pay you in royalties sort of thing and of course yeah. that, that was it 
So when he finally got the script um, accepted and he knew he was going to be making the movie, he went back to the guy that he had sold his dog to and asked to buy it back. And of course, the guy gave him a ridiculous amount of money to buy back his dog. And he said, well, I can't afford to do that. Um, and, and the guy said, well, give me a part in the movie then. Mm-hmm. And so he ended up buying back his dog, both the dog, if you watch Rocky, both the dog and the guy are in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> the guy got a bit part, a walk on part. But, you know, he got everything that he wanted because he was authentic. He said, no, this is what I want. I'm going to hold out until I get it and I'm not giving up until I get it. And I think that's such an amazing life lesson, you know, that when you know what you want, just make sure you go for it and do not give up because very often people give up just the just the the instant before it was actually going to happen for them. Yeah, um, and that's the same whether it's in business or whether it's in performance or whatever. You know, just just keep going. And I think the third thing is ask for help. You know, it's um it's it's good to get help uh, if you need help. And um, Einstein said you can't solve a problem in the same consciousness that created it. And it's quite true when we're stuck you know when we're pulled into all the stuff that's going on in our heads you can't actually always see a clear path out so um you know yeah go to somebody and get yourself a coach and and ask for help but there's because and I, I want to say this again there's no failure there's only feedback so everything comes down to feedback and it's finding that difference that makes the difference because yeah. that's all the difference absolutely so. it's funny how much i relate to all of those that you've just mentioned <laughs> there um yeah. so absolutely yeah no i think that's brilliant um just before we finish up susan um where can the listeners go and find you if they want to reach out and get some help as well um how, how can the um listeners go and find you on social media or contact or what are your contact details yeah sure my company is called brighter mind and it's just www.brightermind.co.uk um and my social media instagram um and, and facebook are just brighter mind brighter life um but again you'll have all the, the links and things but yes please yeah. get in contact with me excellent that'd be good well thanks very much susan for coming on this has been a very insightful episode i think the listeners are going to get a lot out of this so um thank you for your time um it was a pleasure to have you on um but yeah thanks once again guys for listening and stay tuned for the next episode thank you